Good evening, men and women of God of the Most High. This is From Damage to Destiny. I'm your host, Glenda Treadwell, and I'm just excited about just being back on to share the Word of God, the things that God has just placed in our spirits and how He's recharging them so that we may be able to do the work that He has called us to do. For we know that the fields are white and ready to be harvested. But we also know that the laborers are few. And the thing I want to touch on tonight, the title is, We Need Backup. (laughs) Glory to God. We need backup. And our scripture is coming from Galatians, the sixth chapter, and that first verse and it says brethren if a man be overtaken in a fault ye wish are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest thou also be tempted and a lot of things that have are happening in the world in the country right now is everything is just so dog-eat-dog world. We know that the spirit of Bedlam is running rapid in different places, in the schools, in homes, even in the body of Christ. And some of the reasons why there are not enough laborers in the body is because things that happen in their lives that they don't know how to come out of. A lot of things that have transpired in this world, instead of us being that that mature person to bring them up, we will sometimes put our foot on someone's neck. And I'm not making anything about George Floyd. This is just what the body of Christ does. If a person come in with vigor and excited about what the Lord is doing and what God is about to do with them. A lot of times, those in the church that are not mature, because the word itself says when there is envy, jealousy, and strife, there is every evil work. And a lot of times, these are the people that go against the new that's in the body and excited to do the things of God. A lot of times just because of the mantle that you walk in or the anointing that you walk in and it seems so vast and so great, people will intentionally try to hold you down, put you down, disrespect you, even lie on you. And see, Situations like this happen because we have been overtaken. We weren't ready for the church to attack us. We weren't ready for the job and the people on the job to attack us. We were not ready for that make that you promised us to get. And now that we have them, We've already been overtaken. We're not good enough. We're not pretty or handsome enough. We don't make enough money. We don't look a certain way because of the status quo. Those are things that overtake 
the immature in the body of Christ. And when I say immature, I'm simply saying they are babes. They are lambs trying to grow up to be sheep. And a lot of times, because of that, you have people in the church. Let's just say it like it really is. We got witch, some witches on standby in the body of Christ that stands around. And if they see someone that the Spirit of God can use mightily, then they will attack a person. They will slander. They will do whatever they can to make that person leave. And see, in a lot of this that has taken place for years and decades, we're still suffering from behind it. We, we are still having reached the potential God is waiting for us to come into because we allowed things and people to jeopardize the gift that God has placed on the inside of us. And he said to raise them up in the spirit of meekness. In other words, if you see how the enemy, because it's not the person, it's the spirit in them. It's the it that's in them. And go against them, fighting them, disrespecting them. You have some people that won't even try to go and help that individual. They would just say, well, they weren't supposed to be here in the first place. So what we have to do is we have to remain not just sober, sound, and sensitive, but to be true watchmen on the wall. Because right now, what the Spirit is saying to us no matter how bad a situation is, no matter how rough a situation is, no matter how damaging a situation is, we can always call for backup. My God, my God, my God. It's just like when you see the policeman on a television show and they're, you know, they're getting shot at quite a bit and they can't do anything. So they'll get their walkie or whatever and they'll say, we need backup. We need backup. We sometimes try to take the place of God instead of allowing the spirit of God in us to bring a person back up in the place today we should go. And if it seemed to be even to the point where you can't even handle it, that's when you say, hey, we need backup. Hey, we need the spirit of God. Hey, we need the angels of God to come in because this thing is trying to overtake us. This thing is trying to destroy us. This thing is trying to kill us. So we have to understand that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he has already given us the authority to call on his name. Because he said, at the name of Jesus, knees shall bow. <laughs> knees shall bow at that name. Demons tremble and run at that name. But if you are not using your tools, you may wind up not just hurting that person, but yourself. Let's just ask, let's just ask the boys that used Jesus' name and didn't know what it was about. The sons of Sceva. We adjure you in the name that Paul uses. Now see this spirit. And we have to understand. When it's a spirit. I promise you. It's a spirit that already know what's in you. Because if it didn't. It wouldn't bother you. So when they said that. The spirit just like. "Mm, Paul I know. Jesus I know. Who are you supposed to be? 
See, I see this with the word because God is, is not sending some people out. Some people are yet not mature enough to do things in the kingdom of God. And then you have some that are so gone ho that they will damage everything just to get some accolades. And we know God don't share his glory with anybody. So even with this being said, when the Lord allow us the ability to operate and to function in the gifting that he's gave us. He's not doing it for selfish reasons. He's giving it because just like everything God deposits within us, he demands a return on it. He's not giving you these gifts and calling just to sit on your blessed assurance, (laughs) my God. But he instilled those in us. He planted those in us. So that he may reap what we do. Just like you said, the field is white and ready to harvest. The cotton is out there. So the spirit of God is not trying to take the stems of the cotton. He wants the cotton. And even to the point where it may not be fully open and white. I can talk about this because I've I've been around cotton fields a lot. So he's not going to send someone out there just to pull up the stems or to pull up the roots and leave the cotton in the field. No, he's going to equip us how to maneuver and pick the cotton or the soul and know how to do it without hurting them. Because a lot of the reasons people say church hurt, it's not hurt. It's not that it's the people that are in the church and they refuse to do it any other way except their own. These are the things that the body of Christ has to deal with on a daily basis. So when you see your brethren taking over in a fault and you see things that are happening and you can't help them, This is when you say, hey, we need backup. Hey, I need a brethren that may be a little bit stronger than me in this to help me pull pull our brethren out this place, out of this place was trying to take him down. And even to the point where if you have to run and ask for backup, hollering, screaming, we need backup so somebody can come. And help that brethren that's fallen. We have to be able to be able to go and help that brethren, that brother, that sister that's in a fault. So we just thank God just for that word. And I thank God because I was actually talking to Elder Treadwell on tonight. And we were just talking in general. But then it hit my spirit so heavily. We need backup. (laughs) We need backup. Because we out here faking and we can't do this stuff. We need backup. We out here fronting like we got it all together. And then when we truly meet a real demon, we don't know what to do. We need backup. I don't know what's going on with this person. They got this going on, this, this, and this. I don't know about this. I don't know about casting out devils. I don't know about laying hands on the sick and they recover. We need backup. We need the spirit of Yahweh to come in 
Even if it's through a person, because that's how God, God can do things on his own. But he established his ambassadors in the earth to be that help that the world needs. So on tonight, mwah, glory to God, on tonight, if you know you're short in an area, if you know you're not fully mature in an area, mm, thank you, Holy Ghost, God said, even when you're hearing, it's not mature. Because if you don't have mature hearing, you can say that God is saying anything. And you thinking that you heard it. James 1, they say a double-minded person, ways are unstable. But that also go with your hearing. Ah, yes, God. You need to ask God for mature healing and for mature listening in our ear gates because even through our ear gates it can also hear error it can also hear mistakes and if you're not mature enough to say I really don't think I heard what you said oh Lord I'm I repent God I didn't hear everything you said instead of going out making shipwreck of other people or going out there and you're making people be overtaken. Woo. You're actually making people be overtaken in a fault. Because they had the faith in you. But now they find out that you are a familiar spirit. My God by the vision. And you are out here shucking and jiving. Thinking you got it going on. But then when the people see the truth. It messes them up. Including the new ones in babe. They may have that confidence in you and they may just say, this is an absolute wonderful person. God is really using them and this and this and this. The, we're talking about the babes, the babes in Christ, that if we don't be careful, we will be held accountable for making a person be overtaken in a fault because Usually when someone gets hurt or disappointed, then they're going to do whatever they have to do to just have some type of peace or clarity. This is what we're having to deal with in this season. So even on tonight, as I conclude, we should know we have backup. When we call for God, for Jesus, we automatically have backup. We have the word of God. We have the blood of Jesus. We have praise and worship. And we also have the name of Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. And we conclude, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, those that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Don't browbeat them. Don't get a look on your face. Don't get an attitude because guess what? Somebody had to help you out of a fault that overtook you. So God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for those that will hear this podcast. God, I thank you that you are maturing the hearing of your people on tonight. Lead, guide, and direct us into all truth and knowledge. 
God, we acknowledge you with all our hearts. And we do not lean into our own understandings. But in all of our ways, we acknowledge you, Lord God. Mm, Elohim. El Elyon. Jehovah. Rabbi. You will direct our path in spirit and in truth. So we thank you for listening. This is From Damage to Destiny. And I speak love, blessings, and peace in this day and today's to come. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Good evening, men and women of God. This is from Damage to Destiny. I'm your host, Glenda Treadwell. We just want to share a quick word with you on this evening. And it's a word that I can say it kind of kind of upset me. Not upset in an angry way, but upset me in a way where you think that the men and women of God have grown into a place. And when you find out they haven't, it's... It, it makes you feel some type of way. But nevertheless, all lessons are good lessons if we can walk away and learn something from it. So I'm going to come to you this evening from 1 John, the third chapter, and we're going to start at that 17th verse. And it said, But whoso have this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shut it up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? So, an uh, incident took place um, this evening where I found out a, a friend of mine was in a car wreck. And I'm thinking everybody is like me. So, I asked a couple of my friends if they would pray. Of course, the ones that I know, they like absolutely, you know, give us his name or her name and, and we'll, we'll bombard heaven on their behalf. I'm like, great. Thank you so much. Because we know the word said that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. But an incident where I asked another individual and she said, I don't know them. And I was like, well, woman of God, you, it doesn't matter if you know them or not. I'm, I'm asking you to just lift them up in prayer. Why should I lift somebody up in prayer that I don't know? Now, this is someone that has been in ministry for many, many, many years. But when that answer came, I'm not going to lie it really hurt. It really hurt. I mean, we are supposed to be helpers one toward another. It doesn't matter if we know the person or not. And if we don't know the person, that's when we should show the bowels of compassion even greater. And we know we go through things and situations and circumstances where we're being tested by God. And I can share with you guys because it's the truth about I want to say a year ago, um, a good, good friend of mine lost her husband. And I had to go, I wanted to go and show my support. And 
I knew that if I went, I was going to look face on into my ex-husband. And for those who don't know, um, my ex-husband sexually molested my daughter at a very, very early age. And we're still going through some things and some traumas that she's still dealing with. But to continue, I went there. I wanted to show love and support for my sister and my friend. I was ready to face anything I had to. But the Holy Spirit told me on the way. He said, I want you to feel how he's hurting. And let's just be, let's be real and honest. You know, I like I, I joked about it, but I said the only thing I want to feel is my knife going into his chest. Yes, I was in the flesh when I said it, but I repented. <laughs> but as I got closer to the town, I could feel the pain in my chest. And I mean, it was unbearable, men and women of God. It was so hurtful. I mean, to the point where I thought I was going to have to pull over. But as I got closer to the town and the closer to the church, I sat in the car crying. I mean, crying. And the Lord told me, in order for you to walk in my statue, Sometimes you have to go and pray for an individual that you know hurt you, hurt your family, and you have to do it in my love. Now, you see what kind of tests I went through last year. Like I said, it's, it's nothing new. People know this story. But I hadn't seen him or dealt with him. After everything was said and done. But that day I went. And I hugged and celebrated with my sister. With the home going of her husband. And I sat back there and I rocked. I rocked. I thought maybe I was free from having to do it. <laughs> but then right at the last minute. They walked in. And. I promise you guys, I was literally physically sick to my stomach. I did not want to do this. But then I thought about, look at all the stuff that Christ have had to go through because of us with our flesh and, and with our emotions. And, and I just kind of sucked it up. And he turned around. He walked away from his brother's casket and he looked me straight in my face. And I said, I need to talk to you now. So I took him outside because it wasn't a show. This thing was real. And I asked him, how was he doing? And he was like, I'm making it. You know, I'm, I'm, this is his baby brother. So I know he's hurting. I had to put everything that that person did to me and to my family to the side in order to obey God. 
So with nothing else left, I put my hand in his chest and I began to pray for him like I've never prayed for anybody before. I prayed with the compassion and with the earnestness of the Holy Spirit to have him healed and delivered and to be delivered from the things of his past so that he can go and he can continue to do some things. Because the word said that the gifts and callings are without repentance. And I pray for God to move in his life. Like never before. And when I finished praying. I looked him in his eyes. And I just said. God bless you. I got in my car. And I drove away. I got about 20 miles outside of town. And I pulled over. And I cried, I travailed, I weeped. It was something that broke during that. And when I finished crying, I literally could feel the Holy Spirit literally pulling something off me. Ah, And I said, God, what is that feeling? What is that? And the Holy Spirit said, I can trust you to do what I tell you to do. See, a lot of things that we go through in this time and season, they are tests. They are tests. And we have to be sure. We have to be sober, sound, and sensitive to what the Lord is saying to us. No, everything is not going to be roses. No, you're not going to get a bunch of accolades all the time. Sometimes you're going to have to go to the uttermost and the guttermost. To do what God is calling you to do in this season. Because he's testing you. He's testing us in this season. We can say a lot of things. We can hoop, holler, run, jump, move, walk. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty. Do we have enough compassion and love. And Hasid agape in us. To pray for somebody we don't know. To pray for somebody that we know should be in prison or worse. Do we have enough compassion to do that? Do we have the compassion that Jesus had when he was on the cross for every sin we've ever thought or did in this thing we call a body? Yeah, yeah, glory to God. It's not always about the accolades, the suits, the rings, the cars, the businesses. Sometimes God just want to test you to see if you got enough love in your heart to pray for somebody that can do nothing for you or have nothing for you. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I graduated last year. And because God trusted me, God has opened so many doors for me. Different places that I would have never dreamed I would be going and ministering. He has opened up radio, television. He's opened these things for this little country girl from Gould, Arkansas. He did that for me. Why? Because I did what he asked me to do. Did I have reservations? Yes. Did I want to do it? Of course not. Yeah. But. I remember the vision God gave me so many years ago. I climbed up that mountain 
the same mountain that Jesus carried that cross. I walked up that mountain. The wind was blowing. The dust was flying in my eyes. I had on a black shawl and I was going up this hill. And I kept going. I would slip and fall, but I kept going. I kept going. And then I got to the cross. And I began to kiss his feet. And I can taste it even now. The blood that was in my mouth when I kissed his feet. I cried on his feet and I kissed his feet with the blood and the sinew and the, and everything that was rolling down on his feet. I held on to his feet. I kissed them. I cried on them. And when I looked up to see his face, all I could see was a blinding light. High glory to your name, Jesus. And he told me, you got a job to do. Do you love me? I said, yes, God, I love you. I love you so much. I love you, Lord. He said the same compassion that I had for the world. You have that same compassion for others. The ones that are rejected. The ones that are hated for no reason. You give them the same compassion and the same hasina kape that I gave the world. And I have did my very best to obey the Lord. What I'm saying to you today, men and women of God, get out your pride, get out your ego, Get out of whatever you think who you are because we are nothing without Christ. We are just dust in motion. Hey, God, we're just dust in motion if we do not allow the love of God to be within us. I prayed not just for a man that molested my daughter, but some years back, I prayed for a man that raped me. And if that is not allowing the spirit of God to dwell on the inside of you, you looking all high scale, nose in the air, thinking you have it going on, you do not have nothing except the Lord God gave it to you. Hear what I say, men and women of God. We are in a season of testing. God is testing these people to say, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a bishop. I want to be an apostle. I want to be an evangelist. And you can't take five minutes to pray for someone you don't know anything about. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. This is a season of trial and test. Some of us survived COVID. Some didn't. But I give you warning, if we don't begin to love each other and pray for each other and pray for each other earnestly and not try to go to the one that you think is high scale and then you don't want to deal with the one that may live in the projects and and on assistance and stuff like this, 
those are the ones God is using the most. <laughs> you better hear what I'm saying today. These are the people that God are going and taking and making them get out here and do miracle signs and wonders. Because they are humble enough to do exactly what the spirit of Yahweh is saying. So in conclusion on this evening. I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Quit thinking you all that. So what? You drive an expensive vehicle. So what? You live in a $100,000 home or over. But you better know this. The same God that blessed you to get it, can be the same God that will take you through the trial and the test to see if you will give it all up for me. I've lost so much stuff through the last couple of years. And I remember telling Amanda God, he asked me, why are you doing this? Why are you dealing with this? Why are you putting up with this? I looked him in his face with tears rolling down my face. And I told him, I have need to go through Samaria. Some of you guys are about to get on that walk. But let me encourage you. Better is the ending of a thing than the beginning thereof. Just know that your ladder is greater when you trust, rely, and believe on Christ the author, and the finisher of our faith. I love you today. Have a blessed rest of the night. This is From Damage to Destiny. I am your host, Glenda Treadwell, and you be blessed. Until we meet again next time, we love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Bye-bye. <laughs>